0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 7th Man Podcast. I'm Will Beverina. I run Dimer2k.com and write about the NBA 2K League.
1: And I'm Josiah Cohen, and I sort of write about the NBA 2K League for TSN and Operation Sports, and but mostly I write about it for Dimer2k.
0: We're back for episode 12. You can check out all of our previous episodes on the YouTube channel, and we have the past few episodes on iTunes and Podbean as well. As always, we want to thank everyone who has listened to any of the episodes so far. Support is always appreciated. A lot has happened in the past week, Josiah. Uh, probably the most eventful week of the NBA Two K League since, like, what they they revealed all the team logos back in December.
1: Yeah, it's it's been a crazy week. I might I might go with maybe maybe the first week of the playoffs is crazier but that was very definitely concentrated this was spread out a bit more perhaps
0: yeah that's kind of what I was going for um I mean, obviously we had the expansion draft which we previewed last week on the pod I keep forgetting uh, about the expansion draft yeah it, it's so much it's, has happened since then <laughs> it's kind of easy to forget about it because there were three huge trades uh reported by the man himself Josiah Cohen uh we'll, we'll talk about those um all of that today. Uh starting with the expansion draft. Overall, Josiah, how did you think the teams did in the expansion draft on Wednesday?
1: You know, I actually came up with some grades for them. So I would say probably I wasn't I wasn't as sold on the Lakers draft as I thought, you know, from a personal perspective because yeah, I think they really did get exactly what they wanted in the draft. I think Moody and Control were their guys. Um, and there's there's probably nothing wrong with that. Um, I thought you know the Hawks getting shots was the smart safe pick, um, and then Arsenal really fell to them at number eight. You know it'll be interesting to see how they put those two guys together on offense, but uh, definitely talent wise a good draft for them. Um, the Nets also got a phenomenal defensive front court. You know Nate best defender uh, available probably. Um, also, Shocky, who I'm very, very high on, um, and they get to foster a little New York City rivalry with uh, taking Nate away from the Knicks, uh, and then the Timberwolves, who threw the draft askew and made it—they made, made it really interesting. So that—that that made me uh, give them a, a, a nice grade there. But I mean, getting Hood when no one really expected them to get Hood—that's definitely a. A big plus talent wise and then they got feast at number six which is definitely a a steal
0: yeah i don't think any team did bad here i i mean you'd have to really screw this up i think to do bad in this in this expansion draft but um i think every pick made sense and you could kind of see what the teams were going for with their picks um so, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with your grades that everyone did pretty well. Um, and Any surprises here for you, Josiah, on who was picked or who was left out, maybe?
1: I think the one the one serious surprise would have to be that Vert didn't get picked. I had him going in the first round of my mock draft. I know a few other people did, too. Definitely a talented guy, but it's been a surprising offseason for him all around. Um, the Warriors didn't protect him in the initial round of protections, I feel like by the time this podcast comes out, we'll have heard something more about Feast, shall we say? Uh, excuse me, more about Vert, uh, maybe more about Feast. I don't know, um, but he he's had an interesting offseason. I think he'll wind up in, in a good place, um, but I think that would be the the most surprising thing that he just really fell through the cracks. And, and definitely, I think the main culprit was the Minnesota trade, really throwing themselves and two other teams really off balance.
0: Yeah, I think that would be everyone's biggest surprise. Uh we were sitting here when that eighth pick came up to to Hawks Talon and Vert was still on the board. We were like, oh, they're taking Vert. But they went with Arsenal. So yeah, very surprising. Uh Vert was the highest scoring guy in this expansion draft, was he not? Maybe I'm wrong about that, but um I, I think Definitely the the best player on that Warriors team and uh, probably one of the best available bigs here, but no one deciding to go with him. So yeah, very surprising. Um, What do you think about Shockey getting into Brooklyn at seventh, the guy who came in in the middle of the season for Pacers gaming and getting picked up in the expansion draft?
1: As I said, I'm definitely a big fan of the Shockey pick. I think he's a very mature guy who really was able to come in, in a way that no one else did, and, and make a huge impact uh, in the middle of the season. And I think that you know it would not that pick would not be at all surprising to us if he if he'd put up that kind of production over the course of the entire season. We'll have to see if he can do that in year two. Um, but simply based on his numbers, his maturity, and his ability to really get a grasp on the Pacers offense, which it must be said is, is probably one of the better ones to walk into um, off the couch, as it were, because, you know, it's very more structured than a lot of other offenses. Um, and so I think, I think it's a good pick. Um, they have, you know, they're not going to have to worry too much about any potential chemistry or attitude problems. Um, and as long as he can put up numbers over the course of the entire season uh then we're gonna look back on this and say wow i can't believe you fell to number seven
0: yeah the attitude thing is a very good point i saw uh kurt and um gartrell who drafted for the nets on twitter saying something you know when when they went to the games during during the season they were watching guys you know how do they react um to winning how do they react to losing their body language how they communicate are they fighting with their teammates they said they were paying a lot of attention to that and it 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 kind of shows in their picks here um it's hard to pick to better people not players but people than nate colin shockey so yeah i'd say they they went in and you know achieved what they set out to do uh josiah Looking at this expansion draft, who do you think had the best one?
1: I think the Wolves had the best one, T-Wolves Gaming, um, because they went out and procured something that was not available to them at their number three selection, and then they doubled back and got, you know, a good piece in its own right, in his own right, um, but one that also happens to fit, I think, very very well on the court, uh, especially with the guy they went out and got. They traded for Hood um, for the number for the third pick in the expansion draft. Um, that's a elite score in the NBA 2K league that they got for the third pick guy who wasn't available otherwise. Um, and then they got one of the best defenders in the league um, and someone who has a, a well honed pick and pop game. Um, fits so well is. Doesn't need to shoulder the scoring burden, but can really focus on defense and being a complementary piece on offense, and so those those two good picks and the fact that the sheer fact that the Wolves made the draft more exciting um, was you know especially to those of us on Twitter um, was yeah. simply a, a huge factor in, in why I think they had the best draft.
0: Yeah, I think plenty of people would agree with you there to uh, to have. Something that no other expansion team has, which is a player who's protected and one of the best scorers in the league, flat out, is—I mean, it's really a coup. I think for, it's, for this it's Timberwolves two first-round team. picks.
1: I'm sorry to cut over you, but more more vindication comes to mind. It's it's really two first-round picks they got um, because Hood Hood was a first-round pick, um, and feast the 76ers offered a first round pick to try and trade to get him back so they really walked away with two conclusively first round picks um and so that uh, n- no other team in my opinion did that
0: yeah uh i i think they minnesota can be very happy with what they walked away with here um and uh they're set up pretty well you know that i mean i it's it's hard to tell because there's still a lot to be done with this entry draft and, and you know getting a, a solid coach and implementing a system, but they look pretty well set up, I think, to uh, do some damage in Season 2, as do all these teams uh, in the expansion draft, in all honesty. Um, I don't think any team is... It, it, it's hard to imagine at this point any of these teams being particularly awful with uh, the start they have. Um, the expansion draft of course wasn't the most exciting thing to happen we talked about it a little bit uh trade window opened on thursday josiah but there were some reported trades and by reported trades i mean reported by you uh first one being of course the third pick in the expansion draft for hood which ended up sending oh larry to Cavs Legion, uh, we already talked about Hood on the Timberwolves. Uh, what do you think about O'Larry on the Cavs? Did they do well to trade Hood for O'Larry? I think they
1: look at this one more from a, all right. You know, we we did well, you know, in terms of final result this season. But I think we want to approach it a different way this year. And so they went out and got a guy they really liked, and I think everyone really likes uh, a great guy in. Oh, Larry um, who I'm hundred percent sure is gonna be ready and raring to go for season two there's no doubt in my mind about that um, and you know this gives them a chance to really make the team in a way they want it made um, you know it, it'll be interesting to see how he pairs up with sick and god of 2k whom that they, re- they retained at the cost of a second round pick um, so you know, it's definitely gonna be a lot of defense. Uh Larry might get more of a scoring burden this time around. Um, you know, if they move Sick back to point guard, that could be a really, really interesting pick and roll duo of two guys who are sort of familiar with both positions, you know, almost taking the Colt and Moody pick and roll to the to the next level. Um so I, I think it's an interesting and you know what? I think in terms of trades, everyone has to be happy with these trades because for a long time it was sort of like a fantasy football league and everyone was distrusting everyone else, um, not willing to make any trade. So if only, again, for the sheer fact that it definitely spices up the league and provides a lot more excitement, um, as long as teams feel like they're building the team in the way they want to be building the team, then, yeah, I, I like the trade for the Cavs.
0: Yeah, um, one interest I think about this for the Cavs is that they seemingly have three big men now. Uh, some questions about whether Larry is going to stay on big in the league. Um, I, I believe in 2K19 Pro-Am, he's been playing on a pure sharp. So we'll see how that works out. Uh, you know, there's there's plenty to be said about um, getting guys that fit together. Uh, what do you think about this Maybe this is a strategy by the Cavs just to acquire as much talent as you can, and then figure it out later.
1: Uh, I don't know about that. I mean, I think this just had to be someone they really wanted because you know they they had a few other targets. Um, if Larry had gone second to the Knicks, um, it would have been someone else. Um, it would have been a guard, um, and so I think. They do have a plan in mind for next season already, Um, and I think that's pretty clear by the fact that they're willing to retain God of 2K for a second-round pick. Um, And it's not entirely out of the question that they retain another guy at the cost of a first-round pick, a late first-round pick, but a first-round pick nonetheless. And so they they were happy, I think, for the most part, with the guys that they had, and they really wanted to keep building that culture. Um, And so I think this is very much about continuing to build, not just trying to reset entirely for season two.
0: Okay. Um, Second trade, Josiah, was probably the biggest one announced so far. MVP finalist Ramo of Pistons GT getting shipped to Pacers Gaming for the fourth pick in the entry draft. Huge get for the Pacers, Josiah.
1: Huge, 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 huge. (laughs) Um, Yeah, a, a humongous acquisition by Cody Parent. NBA 2K Lab and the, and the Pacers um, this this guy was an MVP candidate and he was an MVP candidate both for his offense and for his defense um, because the Pistons weren't exactly the highest scoring team in the league last season um, and <laughs> <laughs> look uh, I'm not sure that even at number 4 you're going to be able to find a, a talent of this caliber um, this is you're getting a proven MVP candidate who was good before and after the patch, um, who was the face of his team, who was the offensive and defensive leader of his team, and now you're putting him on a team with Switzer, probably the best pure sharp in the in the league uh, throughout the course of last season, and Wolf, who was great in the league and who is absolutely filthy so far on two K nineteen. Um, so I think this was a, a trade the Pacers were very willing and happy to make. Um, I mean, the Pistons have to be trusting their player development and uh, scouting system to try and get someone at number four. They also retained Joseph the Truth at the cost of a second-round pick. Um, so it's th- there's more that I think um, – There's more to it than a simply talent-focused trade, Um, but from a talent perspective, the Pacers have to be very, very happy with what they've acquired.
0: Yeah, that last thing you mentioned, I, I meant to say this before we started talking about these trades, but the most important thing we can tell you here is to not take these trades at face value. There are a lot of things going on behind the scenes. Uh, that that lead to these trades um, but yeah I mean if you're the Pacers you make this trade every single time uh, especially with you know the uncertainty of the entry draft it's I mean you absolutely take the sure fire MVP finalist instead of you're probably not going to get someone better. In this entry draft it'd be really hard maybe it can happen it'd be really hard um i will say for the Pacer, or uh sorry the pistons at least um they definitely got a better return than the next trade we'll talk about soon but uh still must sting a little bit to have to give up ramo and uh uh yeah, for the Pacers, they're looking pretty good um, with those three players you mentioned. They they kind of have everything now. Uh, they have that inside scoring, they have that outside scoring. They they have a lockdown defender and and guy who showed his versatility and that he's an absolute star in this league. And they they're just a couple pieces, and I think they're going to look a lot better in season two than they did in season one, and and that's saying plenty um and, well, for-
1: I'm, I'm gonna jump in because uh you know they they could still retain someone too at the cost of only a third round pick because they had Shocky go in the in the entry draft uh, excuse me the expansion draft um and so to retain another player would only cost them a third round pick um and i thought they had you know a, a number of really good and interchangeable almost big men uh throughout the year so you know if, if they wanted to take a shot at you know keeping Tucker locks up, it would you know they'd have to make sure Ramo is agreeable to going down to power forward and but he would definitely be handed the burden of the scoring role um, in terms of big men um, and if you know if the meta stays the way it is and and Wolf sticks on a lock at um, a three probably then. You know the, the the Pacers the Pacers could be in for a, a great great season uh, this year.
0: Yeah, the fact that they haven't announced anything yet. I don't know. I, I figured maybe Tucker locks up would be absolutely a guy you pull the trigger on for a third round pick. Um, I don't know. We'll we'll see. Maybe maybe they're still trying to sort things out. I'm not sure. My my, my question is.
1: Ramo got that Pacers gaming swag pretty quickly. <laughs> you know, he, yeah, yeah. You see, all his uh, all his Twitter stuff has been changed. He's wearing a Pacers gaming shirt, and he's got the hat. He got that pretty quickly. That that trade uh, wasn't one of the earlier agreed upon ones. So, yeah, they they put some money into the quick FedEx shipping or something. It's good <laughs>
0: stuff. I, I like it. I like it though. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Pacers definitely looking like a dangerous team. Uh, third trade. Of last week, Josiah also a big one. Dayfry of Mavs Gaming going to the Wizards for a first round pick, 14th overall. Yeah, yeah, he
1: did. Um, I'm trying to think of what I can say about this trade. Um, <laughs> the The Wizards got a really good player. Um, yes. They got a really really good player who plays already with Shump. Who was the Warrior? Who was the Wizards? Already, really, really good player um, from from last season. Um, don't forget about JT either. Um, so this is a pretty good, pretty good way to roll into the season. They, they you know, they could bring back Gene Sanity, um at the cost of a second round pick if they wanted for some secondary um, ball handling and scoring. Um, this, this trade gives them a lot of options. I think, again, this is a trade you have to pull the trigger on um, if oh, you're yeah. the Wizards because you know, you're not sure that you're going to get a day fry with the 14th overall pick. Um, so definitely a good trade by them. Um, good trade by the Mavs too, um, in a sense. Uh, bad one for the Mavs in a sense. But um, really a trade uh, that I will say that they were making this trade. Um, they they weren't hanging on to day Fry for season two. I'm not gonna say why. Um, but Dave fry was was gone as soon as he was protected. Um, and the Wizards won this won the sweepstakes. Um, they had the higher first round pick um, than another team that offered the Mavs and so they got day Fry.
0: Yeah, uh, still a little bit surprising to me that you know, they could only get fourteenth for day fry. I don't know though. Uh th- there have been some debates on Twitter about <laughs> whether day fry or dimes was better on the Mavs, but we won't get into that. Uh huge get for the Wiz. Um like I said, I, I like I said for the Ramo trade, I, I would probably make this trade every single time. Right? Fourteenth for Dayfry. Just because of the uncertainty of the entry draft and you're not quite sure what you're going to get. Um, yeah, definitely take the surefire thing over the uncertainty. So uh, And um, something that was maybe in the cards a bit, uh, Dayfry used to play with Dimes in Pro-Am, I believe. And no longer does for 2K19. Plays with Boo Painter on Make It Happen. So uh, they're developing some chemistry there already and looks like a pretty dangerous team i expect jt to have a much more expanded role in 2k19 assuming that assuming the league doesn't take or uh you know doesn't go towards what we saw in season one and what the wizards were doing with that shot creating slasher um and you know they're just maybe a a secondary ball handler and I don't know, maybe uh, another kind of versatile guy who can play a couple different positions. And they're looking pretty good. Made the playoffs last season. They look pretty good to make the playoffs this season. So um, big get for the Wizards. Now, Josiah, been a lot of talk on Twitter about, you know, big threes and everything like that and, and who the best team is now. What? Uh, where would you put this? Is super early and rosters aren't even complete. But where would you put the Pacers and the Wizards, you know, in your way too early power rankings?
1: Um, they'd, be, they'd be pretty high. I think the Pacers, especially, um, because I've always had a soft spot for the Pacers because they ran actual plays. Oh, yeah. um, but i I'd, big threes are not you know, the formula necessarily to success. I think the, the most obvious big three from last season went out in the first round of the playoffs uh, to another team whose big three, you know, you you can't really even decide upon. Um, but that being said, you know, there's a lot to like about these teams, big three in particular. Um, Got to see how, how they add things in the draft. You know, a big part of, how the Heat especially got to the finals. They had players who were willing to play multiple positions. Uh, even Hotshot, who wound up pretty locked into the shot creating slasher at small forward, he played three positions um, on the season. Um, and a lot of their guys moved around, you know, willy nilly, not willy nilly, but, you know, week, week to week, uh, in a sense, um, when when it was required. So, these guys are all guys that seem pretty locked in on their position, so it's it's going to be interesting to see what the teams can get uh, to complement and supplement that. And um, look, <laughs> it's a pretty pretty talented big threes, um, but big threes are not guaranteed to to be a a success, right? You know, these neither of these teams made it further than the first round. Obviously, the Wizards went out pretty quickly to the 76ers who, who didn't exactly have the most cut and dried big three. Um, so it's, it's about more than big three talents. That, that's, that's how I'm going to hedge my bets on this one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'd agree. I mean, that's why I said way too early and why, you know, why I said that there are a lot of things to still be done here. Um, I guess if I had to say something, uh, I would say I, I'd probably rank the Pacers higher than the Wizards, um, just because of the coaching advantage, and I think they definitely have a bit more talent than the Wizards or, well, right now.
1: Showing, throwing shades at Pat there.
0: I, I mean, I mean, Cody Parent is just no, not really. It's just Cody Parent is is that good? I think. I mean, I mean, yeah, but the Wizards made the playoffs. They did, but. I mean, the Pacers just didn't figure themselves out, and I don't know the the Wizards were a little slow to adjust. Sometimes I think.
1: I I agree. I'm I'm gonna say that they're both good coaches in their own right. Both very deserving of their um, extension status. Obviously, Cody, director of esports, as well. He's he's there for the long haul. Patrick got an early extension, uh, well deserved one, of course. Um, they're both good coaches. Both yeah. Good coaches. Yeah
0: i mean i'm just saying I've, I've only heard players talk about one team's off-ball screens that's the pacers but you know
1: i feel like i talk about the pacers off-ball screens a lot
0: <laughs> you do you you love off-ball screens so yeah and them. Uh,
1: makes no sense not to <laughs>
0: no i i absolutely agree with you i absolutely agree um Anything else to talk about here, Josiah? Uh, talk about the expansion draft, talk about all the trades. Uh, by the time
1: this podcast um, comes out there may have been more. Um, yeah,
0: that's true. Trade window
1: does not end until October tenth. You know, I thought I thought when the windows were announced, I thought, oh man, that's that's a pretty short window. You know, not much you know, not much room in there. Uh, but now all of a sudden, you know, there are like ten days left and I'm thinking, man, can we just get to October eleventh so I can get a bit of a break? um but it's not how it works so uh keep an eye on dimer um especially over the next two days um yeah so i i don't know when this podcast is going out so i'm not going to say more but uh we're not done yet we're not done yet
0: yes we have you covered on dimer um josiah has been working the lines tirelessly uh reporting all these trades before they're officially announced um Thankfully, you haven't messed up a report yet, or else we'd look very bad. So, thank you, Josiah. Uh, I I try and try and make sure I know what I'm talking about.
1: There, <laughs> there, there was one, uh, uh, you know, five years from now, I'll write a whole article about the touch and go moments of one of these. Um, you know what I'm talking about, but yes, um, that was that was some of the craziest. Ten minutes I've ever had in um in in my almost almost ten months now on the NBA 2K League beat.
0: Yeah, uh, it's it's been fun. It's been frantic, um, and you know, myself as someone who just enjoys the league, <laughs> has been thoroughly entertained by everything happening and uh, the players <laughs> and. The management all seem to be entertained as well by all this, um, so it's been fun. And like I said, we have you covered on timer. So uh, I guess you know that's it then, right, Josiah?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's all it's all fun and games. Um, I'm not looking to hurt the league in any way. I think uh, they would reach out to me, and they should reach out to me if they thought it was. Um, that's that's obviously not what I'm trying to do. I think. Um, it's important to have, you know, the fourth estate um, providing news. Um, and I think it drums up interest for the league, you know, because people people want to see this kind of stuff. And, you know, the fact that Larry got traded for a former, you know, top scorer, you know, that's that's on ESPN. Um, and so I think the league is, is definitely, should definitely be happy about this. Um, and I think it's you know just really contributes more toward the legitimacy and overall authenticity of the league.
0: Yeah no you're absolutely right. Uh, this is this is the stuff people crave they want to see the reports they want to see the rumors. Um, it just makes things more interesting and you see it with uh, the NBA as well um, pe- People just want this stuff
1: so. right right we we don't know we don't know where jimmy butler is ending up yet but we've gotten a week full of jimmy butler coverage that's you know given lots of different websites lots and lots of clicks um, and it's drummed up interest for the nba in the, in the waning days of the offseason and now into the very beginning of the preseason
0: so yeah it's it's a long way to season 2 and the combine and all that so we we got to keep ourselves busy um Josiah, tell the people where can they find you on Twitter. Find me
1: on the Big Blue Bird at Josiah Cohen thirteen. Uh, have I said that on this podcast? Yes, you said yeah, it. Last I said it last week. week. I time has been strange over the last week, so <laughs> um, yeah, at Josiah Cohen thirteen, um, and also you should definitely follow at Dimer Two K.
0: Yeah, uh, if you want to follow me at Will Beverina, B-E-V-E-R-I-N-A, uh, follow Dimer2K at Dimer2K. Check out Dimer2K.com. Um, we have all the information about the expansion draft, trades, rumors, all that kind of thing. Uh, Will really, Will has added
1: like 60
0: followers in the
1: past half a week. It's, it's remarkable, such clout.
0: Uh, I'm, Josiah is close to 1,000. <laughs> followers on his own and wrote an article for the league website. So uh lots of clout. Uh this man may go Hollywood on me soon enough, folks. So
1: I'll join I'll join uh, Moody in, in LA and then and you can say you've you've been roommates with and podcast co hosts
0: with two Hollywood people. It'd be but
1: we're not there yet.
0: we're not there yet close but not there yet league
1: sources reporting will beverina at the athletic yeah i i doubt that one
0: um all right well that's everything for today uh thanks for listening everyone um especially if you listened all the way through support is very appreciated thank you and goodbye